fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, this is Get the Funk Out. Uh, I know lots of folks are not working today because it is Martin Luther King Day, so uh, hopefully some of you will find time to honor him. I put some great quotes of his up on my Facebook page if you uh, search for uh, my name, Janine, and the show Get the Funk Out. I will put it up on my blog later on, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Okay, coming up, top of the hour, is Natalie Avital. She's producer of the documentary Three Hikers. I want to tell you a little bit about it. In 2009, when American hiker Sarah Shroud, Shane Bauer, and Josh Fatal mistakenly wandered off the beaten path near Iraq's poorly marked border with Iran, they quickly experienced the draconian consequences of their error. This gripping chronicle of the ensuing two-year prison ordeal for them and their families is an intimate, inspiring look at loving perseverance that shreds new light on the delicate diplomacy behind the trio's release set against the backdrop of the complex geopolitical stalemate between the United States and Iran and the emergence of their crisis as an international news story. This is up on my blog. Again, that's getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Natalie Avital. Good morning, Natalie. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks so much for taking the time to call in this morning. Oh, I'm honored. This is fantastic. Thank you so much that's for having the, me. That's the power of Twitter, isn't it? I heard about <laughs> you on Twitter. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. So tell me about this documentary, how you got involved in producing this. Sure, yeah. Um, so The Three Hikers is a documentary about Sarah Short, Josh Fatal, and Shane Bauer, the three Americans who were hiking in northern Iraq in 2009. Uh, they were captured by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and subsequently held hostage for uh, a good long while in Iran. And so my... I originally I was just following the news story along with other people and I was really upset about what was happening to these young people and I I didn't understand why we couldn't just go and get them home so obviously I was sort of naive as to the geopolitical uh, elements involved at that time so I reached out to the families and started working on this documentary about what it takes to get people that you love home uh, in sort of impossible circumstances. Right. So, oh. What was yeah. it like doing this documentary? It was incredible. I mean, it was, uh, I always say it was the hardest, best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, the families were so gracious to let me into their lives the way that they did. And, you know, I was following three families who were in extreme crisis the entire time I was documenting them. And so, for them to let me be part of the journey in the moments that 
were appropriate for them to do that. Um, it was really, really powerful. And, we, you know, we were documenting in real time. So when I started making the film, Sarah, Shane, and Josh were all still in prison. And then, of course, Sarah was released a year before Shane and Josh were. So I ended up spending quite a lot of time with Sarah on the campaign mm-hmm. trail while she was uh, campaigning to get Shane and Josh home. And, it, it, you know, it was, it was an incredible... It was an incredible time. It was a very mm. stressful time, but it was an incredible time to just to witness. Yeah. I, uh, I excuse me. I can't even imagine emotionally, uh, you know, being with the parents and then being with Sarah. What that must have felt like. It, you know, you. I think as a documentary filmmaker, there's always that balance. You, you know, you're very much trying to honor the story that's unfolding in front of you, but you're also dealing with people who you come to. love and care about and feel incredibly invested in. I mean, at least that was the case for me. So I definitely found myself in a position often where I was, um, you know, feeling, (laughs) feeling what was happening and, and worrying and, uh, hoping and, and, you know, doing all the things that you do when you're an invested member, uh, of a community that is trying to get people out of a, crisis situation so yeah. it was it was really um it, it was it was all-encompassing in that regard and uh and i felt very i felt very humbled and, and blessed that they would sort of let me sure be part of that journey with them yeah because it's such a personal gut-wrenching experience you're going through yeah and i think that the documentary really reflects that mm-hmm. um you know there are a lot of ways to tell this story and for me i thought it was very important to let it be personal in in that regard. I I didn't, I knew that there was a probably more hardline geopolitical centric version of the film that could have been made, but I felt I wanted to make an Americana story Mm -hmm. about three families and three, you know, and what it takes when you have very different people all coming together to fight for something that's more important than anything else in our lives. Um, so to me, that's the power of the film, and, and I think that the audiences we've had so far at festivals that it, it is resonating that way, which is which is good. That's great. Can you, when you sat down with Sarah after she was released, could you tell me, you know, some of the things she shared with you? Sure. Um, you know, it was interesting because with any group of people that you're making a documentary, I mean, Sarah, Shane, and Josh, I started the film while they were in prison, so. They each had to decide to, you know, to to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Sarah, you know, she she came out of a prison ready to to be a warrior for Shane and Josh. Right. So when we sat down, she was incredibly driven. Um, for her, every you know everything was about how do we make this more prominent how do we you know how 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 was she able to use her release to get the word out to more people so a lot of our first interviews you know i didn't know what to expect and i would i would have understood very much if she had closed up yeah closed up absolutely i mean for me i but she i mean such a warrior i was so impressed and have been impressed with her from the moment i mean she's still uh out on the she's you know her work now is based in communicating 
to the world the, the issues with solitary confinement mm-hmm. because that was something that they all experienced in prison. And, you know, she's written a play and she's done incredible amounts of research. And so from our first wow. interview, I was amazed at how well-spoken she was, how clear she was, how honest she was, mm-hmm. how um, unafraid right. to, to really speak her mind. And I know, obviously, you know, over the course of the time that I spent talking with her, that there were always things that could be said, couldn't be said, mm-hmm. based on keeping Shane and Josh safe. Yes. But also, um, she was really unabashed and fierce yeah. from the moment she got out of prison. Which is so, so surprising, considering what she went through. I mean, she could have been completely closed off. Let me just interject that if you're just tuning in, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. We're talking with Natalie Avital, producer of the documentary Three Hikers, uh, you know, yeah, when you said warrior, I mean, she just came out and she said, you know, she became, it sounds like, ferocious. I, I want to get my my colleagues out and, and talk about this. Absolutely. And there was already a very vibrant campaign happening with the three families. And so Sarah came out of prison and really just jumped in mm-hmm. and... And that was what was really wild. You know, when you look at three family, uh, three different families who all came from very different perspectives and watching how sort of brilliantly they all figured out the roles they had to play. Interesting. And, you know, and, and how they all, and it really did galvanize in this, in this collective way to do things in a way that would ensure the safety of all three of their children and brothers and sisters. So um, I thought it was pretty amazing the way Sarah came out and jumped into that and found her place there and moved. Wow. That is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now, and then how, then when did Shane and Josh get released? It was about a year later. It was, it was almost exactly a year later. Shane and Josh were eventually released. But before they were released, they were sentenced. So uh, there was a very stressful period where we didn't, I mean, I, at least from my perspective, we didn't know w- what that ultimately meant. Um, if, right. if being sentenced was the first step to an appeal to a release or if being sentenced was eight more years sure. in prison. So, you know, and, and these charges were obviously trumped up charges. Um, one, one of the things I think the documentary does successfully is you know, for people who were following a story as it was unfolding, the first pe- question a lot of people asked was, well, what were they doing there? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that, you know, the three hikers, what, what we really tried to do was, was contextualize that because they didn't randomly, you know, just decide to go hiking in northern Iraq from Berkeley. Sure. <laughs> that was sort of one of the misconceptions. Of, okay. of, you know, Sarah and Shane had been living in, their, in Syria, um, uh, for a year, Sarah was there teaching Iraqi and Palestinian refugees English through mm-hmm. a, a humanitarian work program called the Iraqi Student Project. Uh, Shane was in the Middle East as a journalist, and Josh had come to visit uh, on his way back from an international teaching program. And so from where they were living to where they went hiking, it was actually a suggested trip. So you know, some of Sarah's students, oh. Kurdish students, had recommended it as a safe place for them to go camping and hiking and um so you know the documentary gets into more details about that but um 
I think that that was really important to sort of honor the why. Yes. And get that out of the way so that people could get, you know, really understand. Well, it's uh, it's really mind-blowing. I mean, they did something very innocently, and look what mm-hmm. it led to. Yeah. I mean, it led to a lot. One of the things that uh, I think it really shone a light for a lot of people who aren't used to Westerners being in this situation. I mean, Westerners being used as political prisoners and sort of pawns in this larger geopolitical game. I mean, we've just, it really timely, in fact, and we've just seen Jason Rezaian finally be released, Washington Post journalist, and mm-hmm. Amar Hekmati, you know, um, this weekend. And I, when these cases happen, I think it gives people the opportunity to think about all of the people that don't have an international light being shown on yes. their cases. Um, and so, to me, I think that's that's... And, and really sort of hopefully humanizing the cost, you know, and using humans as, as right. collateral damage in these larger situations. Well, that's somebody's brother, that's somebody's son, uh, that's somebody's daughter, and what does that look like, feel like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Um, but then one of the great things that uh, sort of uh, happens is that, you know, the negotiations between Iran and the U.S. that have occurred since... Oman was one of the, uh, the, gov- the governments that really helped facilitate Sarah Shane and Josh's release. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those initial conversations are being credited towards opening the doors for some of these negotiations since. Okay. And Good. In, that, in that regard, wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. So a lot, I think, came out of their time there, both horrifying and strangely uh, hopeful. You sound like... Um this was your, you know, destined project, like, you know, an investigative reporter. Is it something you always thought of doing or you just, it just happened? I had always wanted to make a documentary, but it was one of those things where, like a lot of artistic impulses, you have an idea, you think it's a great idea for three days, and then yeah. you don't <laughs> act on it immediately, and, and right. then it, 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 you don't get to hold on to it, it moves on. Right. Um, but there was something about this, and that I did, really did feel compelled towards creating it, and that never left. And so sort of absurdly, not having had any prior experience in the doc-making world, I jumped in. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you are so passionately driven towards something, the resources show up to help you. Yes. And this was one of those projects where I just said, I have to make it, I have to make it, I have to do this. And... Mm by the grace of a lot of incredible people and a lot of resources and a lot of learning along the way, it, right. it found its way and, and came together. Amazing. But yeah. And now I love it. Now, I, if I could do this for the rest of my life, I, I would. I mean, well, that was my next question is that, is this now your, you know, passion and what you'll be doing? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that is the plan. That's the goal. And, you know, you realize that when you get an opportunity to bear witness to, to people's lives and people's journeys and and get a story out into the world that could potentially have an impact that then is greater than that individual story. Right. Then um, it's a really wonderful way, I think, of hopefully doing some kind of service, but also in a very creative way. And, and uh, I think from an artistic perspective, it 
it's so enlivening to feel that you can connect with people and observe people and and, uh, and tell stories. And I just have, I really have fallen in love with it quite madly. So, yes, uh, that's the plan. It, well, and you've become, your documentary really became the voice for Sarah to express her experience and, you know, basically, obviously document what went on. And how how have you changed as a result of doing this? Uh, it was very humbling, actually. Uh, you know, I was, you know, Sarah, Sarah used a lot of forms to get her voice out. I mean, she was really, really active. I would like to say that this documentary hopefully represents a, a piece of her journey and also of the family's journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that is what I can say that I I hope that it has honored well. Um, but in terms of just being really humbled by the magnitude of what people can get done yes. when they when they need to and when they're fighting for something with best of intentions, mm-hmm. and then on a very personal level, just getting out of my own way. I mean, as an artist, coming in as sort of a very right-brained, creative Oh, person wow. who sort of just assumes that, you know, things are, that enthusiasm will always get the job done, <laughs> you know, and then, and then going, oh, wait, there's yeah. a whole lot more to this Right, reality than that. sets and, in, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, and then, and then realizing, um, you know, knowing that it's okay to not know and that you take one step and then you take another step and that you ask for help and that mm-hmm. people are really usually very happy to help when you're when you're willing to ask and uh when you i think when your intentions are in the right place and also um you know obstacles at every point and sort of the living outside of the comfort zone and trusting that at the end wow that was what an exciting ride i just opened myself up to and yes it was scary it was everything (laughs) mm -hmm. and and that would be my wish for everybody you know that that's always what i I keep saying that. I was like, God, that could just as easily have been another one of those ideas. You know, I'm watching mm-hmm. this thing on the news, and how easily that could have just slipped by, because it was one of the more absurd ideas I'd ever had. Oh, and, really? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, I had no experience as a documentary filmmaker, so right. who was I to jump into the middle of a news story? But I think that those are the, like, those are the magic moments. So I, I keep telling people, I'm like, if you get hit with an idea that you feel so compelled mm-hmm. about, just do it. Just just right. do something that commits you right away. Because if you do something that commits you right away, you're going to open yourself up to this crazy world of possibility that you didn't know within you. Right. And uh, I agree. Yeah. So You know what's interesting? I just want to uh, interject this. The theme of the show is get the funk out. And a lot of times we're going through a really low period, maybe we've lost a job, we've gotten out of a relationship. And sometimes this project, this thing comes along and it completely <laughs> shifts your mindset and makes you realize those things that you're really worried about are really insignificant. And then you sure. do something really meaningful and you're totally changed for the better. Sure. I mean, to speak to that point directly, I had, you know, I had, my background prior to this was mostly acting and mm-hmm. You know, I fell into one of those actor funks where I hadn't really worked in a couple of years. And so I was, you know, I was waiting tables and I was freaking out a little bit and going, all right, I know that my life is more than this. I know that I'm, I know that I'm supposed to be, my job as an artist is to create art. Mm 
How do I get out into the world and do that? And so, you know, then I picked this project that was a much higher gradient of trying to create something than I'd ever looked at before. But it, it, the yes of it was so overwhelming to me. And I will say now that if you're looking at your life as an artist and really looking at it, that your job is to create art no matter what. Mm-hmm. When you let yourself sort of, when you let your vision get bigger than what's, than what other, you know, it was such an, an, an opportunity to not let other people give me permission to move. Yes, I agree. And, and that was, so fundamentally empowering and then also just to see how possible it was to do something that I, I had always wanted to do for myself but had never just taken the opportunity to try so right. um, on a very personal level you know getting the funk out I, I think yeah. there's so much power in just saying yes to the big ideas and just oh my God. trusting you yeah. know yeah well especially in the acting field you're just auditioning you're memorizing someone else's words that they've written nothing is your own and then it's all subjective you're just waiting Mm -hmm. around for the phone to ring but then something really meaningful comes along that just smacks you upside the head and grabs you yeah you know yeah pay attention to that yeah yeah there's so much power in that there's so i just think there's so much power in in yes Mm -hmm. um I've been reading, you know, you've, I've been reading a lot of books lately that sort of speak to that as well. And, um, you know, it's like, this is life. It's not a, these are the days yes. of what I've been telling myself. And it's like, if I'm, if there's an impulse to create, well, I've got this day to go out there and take a step towards it. I've got this time to see. And, and you know what, if it's, if it doesn't, you know, this, this particular project flew, I mean, it it, it had many, many times along the way where, I had to push it up a hill uh-huh. with an amazing team of people around me. I mean, I don't for a second want people to think that I did it all by myself. Sure. I mean, it was, it was a team effort for sure. Um, but, you know, even finding the team and, and all of that, you, they're not all going to fly, but you feel so great just in the exploration of yes. getting out there and, right. and, you know, shaking your life up and, and creating and trying. I, I don't know. I think that's, I think that that's a lesson I can always take. And you, know? You, and you know, when you hit those bumps along the way of the, this happens and that happens, it's like things are being thrown at you. You mm-hmm. dodge them, you deflect them, whatever you do, you smack them across the field. Um, you become stronger and more resilient. Absolutely. I mean, there were, there were, I remember there were a couple of times I landed in the emergency room just <gasps> from dehydration, from stress, oh. from... Uh, I mean, by in those moments, you think the world is over. I mean, you once the investment has hit, you're right. you're so in. Yes. And 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 you want it to work out so badly. And there are so many things that are coming at you, especially when you're in a situation and playing a game that you've never. When I say playing a game, I mean the the project. It was it right. was a it was a a set of parameters I had never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So many times along the way, you think it's all going to fall apart and the fear and the anxiety and the doubt and it, there were there were many times it was earth-shaking but to come on the other side now and have a finished film five years later you're like oh my goodness i got through every single one of those things yes. not always completely gracefully and but sometimes with yeah. the lessons smacked over my head but yeah. if you keep going you'll get through it yes now 
where can people see this film or find out more about it and become um, involved? Because you, you've got a, um, you know, a um, fundraiser going on. Yes. Where we are now is we, we do have a finished film. We are, we've been doing the festival circuit. We have some screenings coming up. And the, the only ones I can say publicly so far, we have some screenings coming up in Atlanta right. as part of the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival uh, later this month and in February. And this, all the screening times can be found on that website. We've done some festivals this past year. We did AFI Docs in D.C. Okay. We were at Woodstock. Um, we've done some great Los Angeles screenings. Um, our next step is is distribution, and that is where we're doing this fundraiser currently. We're um, we're, we do have an Indiegogo fundraiser happening right now for the next 10 days. And, you know, okay. we're just raising our distribution funds. We, we have a distributor who's ready to work with us, but we've, got to, we've just got to get some stuff ready for delivery. Okay. Um, and so that's, the, that's what the fundraiser is at this point. And, and I, uh, excuse me, I did put that link up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. That's really lovely of you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the goal. The goal is if we can get all of this uh, distribution stuff ready to go, hopefully we'll have a, 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 a release within the next few months and people can watch the film in their living rooms. That would be, be phenomenal. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Natalie, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap? No, that's it. Just the three hikers. Uh, if you, you know, if you're curious, if you'd like to find out more about the film, we have a Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter for more screening information. We do have another couple of festivals that are going to be announcing within the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, our Twitter handle is just at the three hikers, and I'll be posting everything there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And maybe I could meet you sometime. I'm here in Orange County. I know. I think you're up in L.A., right? Absolutely. Let's do it. Sounds I'll come good. meet you for lunch. Sounds Love good. It. All right. Thanks, Natalie. Take care. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was Natalie Avital, producer of the documentary Three Hikers, joining me to talk about her film. If you missed any part of today's show, we'll be up on my blog, getthefunkatshow.kuci.org. I'm going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to be joined by music industry veteran. Laura B. Whitmore, very excited to have her on the show, founder of Women's International Music Network and the She Rocks Awards, which is coming up this week. And you don't have to have a ticket to NAM to go to that. It is coming up Friday at 7 o'clock, and we'll tell you more about it. 